And we're live. Welcome to Screencast, everyone. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, joined by the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. Uh, and of course, Kevin, the big dog, Coelho. Oh, oh. You know I'm the Are other we? movie bro, right? No, Joey's the movie bros. It's like Super Mario Bros, where there's only really just one. Luigi's just kind of like holding up a Mario's coffee in the background, really. Let's be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. ladies and Kevin, gentlemen. Kevin, can you come hold up my coffee? That would yes, be great. Ma'am. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> look, 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 reach down. Go higher. <laughs> Perfect. There it is. Perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this is Screencast, where we talk about all of the entertainment news and what we've been watching and pretty much anything related to films here. Uh, uh, some fun topics we have or some stories we have coming up today. Well, not fun. Uh, AMC might go bankrupt and Tom Cruise no. might go to space. But All right. <laughs> before we get to that, we do want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Blackjack, Al Trouzen, and Connor Nolan. And I just realized it's a brand new month, Joey. Uh, so that's yep. probably different. That's probably it, different it right is. now. But in could you pull those and throw those in Slack for me and I will tell those. Are they in Slack? Hold on. Just do it, Joey. Ah, Joey's going to do that real quick as I do some housekeeping. <laughs> if you guys want to go over to kindoffunny.com slash store and check out our new stuff. We got lots of stuff, just like James Franco said in Spring Breakers. Look at all my stuff. I got lots of stuff uh, like the PS I Love You shirt and the Super Porty shirt. And the uh, it's Pride Month, so we are, uh, we are, we're bringing back our amazing uh, KF Pride shirt uh, that I should have worn today. I forgot. Uh, maybe I'll wear that on Lord of the Rings later when we film that. Um, but, of course, you can go over and get that. It's a great design, great fitting shirt, and it goes toward a great cause, of course. Uh, and this show is brought to you by our sponsor, MeUndies. But we will get to that later. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers. Open the ain't There it is. See, this talk always confuses me. There it is. Oh, I didn't nail it. Come on, son. I'm so proud I'm of you, Nick. Point. I'm on point. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys been doing? You guys been uh, you guys been watching lots of fun stuff. We'll get to that later. I just want to talk to you for a little bit. I have, feel like I haven't seen you in a while, Joe. I know it's because oh, we didn't do screencast last week because of kind of Funhouse week. Uh, we just didn't have we didn't have we haven't had any time to catch up. I don't know what's going on in your lives. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, I have uh, I left the house yesterday, so. I went for a little bit of a walk to get uh, some Mexican food, and then came right back. Right back. Where'd you get uh, Mexican food from? It's called uh, Taco, I believe is what it's called. T A C K O. Very, very good. Uh, beyond that, uh, really yeah. enjoyed last week's Funhouse Week. I think we should do that again. Yeah, uh, I agree. I don't know if that was a thing that they is that like a thing Rooster Teeth is organizing for us, or, or is this Funhouse just super cool? Yeah, Elise just made it work. Gosh, yeah, Elise and Tim. Yeah. I think Andy was was talking with Elise like a few weeks ago, months ago, or whatever about kind of putting all this together, and then she made it all happen. What a powerhouse! It was great. She did a good <laughs> job. Uh, some some notable highlights from last week. KFAF was one of my favorite shows we've done in a very very long time. And then um, so you guys can check that out. Me, James, Andy, and Elise photoshopped the perfect. And I say perfect Hollywood celebrity because, of course, as you know, movie theaters and the movie industry in general has not come back yet. And they're going to be suffering and they're going to need a, an ultra celebrity to bring them back. And Tom Cruise, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. You just don't cut the muster. That's, you just wow. you're not going to do it. We need a super celeb to come back. So go over and watch that episode. Uh, and then, of course, uh, later today, Elise has agreed to join us for all six parts of the fellowship, or excuse me, the Lord of the Rings in review that we're doing. Uh, and we might ask yourself, Nick, don't be an idiot. 
there's only three movies unless you're doing those abominations that are Hobbit movies. And we're not. And is, no, we are not doing those uh, over my dead corpse of a body uh, that's been bloated and rotting. And my wife never noticed because maybe I've just annoyed the shit out of her over the last two weeks and she doesn't want to pay attention yeah, to me anymore. Uh, no, what we're doing, of course, is we are breaking <laughs> up the extended editions of The Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King uh, into uh, two parts, which actually is really, really nice because then as a person, I have to do the synopsis for them so I can actually re relax and enjoy them and not worry about missing stuff and go back and actually type the words correctly so that Kevin doesn't make fun of me when I say uh, Mithril. And he's like, no, it's Mithril. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Come on, son. Don't be an idiot. Uh, of course, that's on Fridays. I believe that'll be launching. Uh, yeah. And that is all. Uh, let's get into some news. How does that sound? Oh, I love that. Sounds that. great. Kevin, give me, new, give me the new, 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 new song. Well, I, I don't think I've ever done that. Because that's is a that Barrett thing. That's a Barrett right? thing. You want me to call Barrett in? Is Barrett in your house right now? No. <laughs> We're connected to the internet. Oh sure, give him a call. See if we can pop in. See if we can pop Barrett in. Let me, let me, <laughs> yeah, it'll be annoying if it doesn't answer because we can't figure out. We know how to call people on Discord. We can't figure out how to hang up on them on Discord. So that's not fun. <laughs> oh, I figured uh, all that out. Did you figure it all out? Yeah, but now give Discord is just missing. That's really funny. Cool. This keeps happening. Where like I'll use the pop out screen right now, mm -hmm. and then the actual screen where you can control everything just disappears, and it's like, oh well, I guess I that's can't fun. call him. It's okay. My shot is getting more and more brown as the day goes on. It started it off good, properly white balanced, so now I just look like I've been out in the sun for the last 15 days while everyone else has been working. Is Nick, that true? I don't know. We're all having problems. Look at my screen. I'm out of focus, but like the, the pink guy over here is perfectly in focus. Yeah, your peak yeah, is very that, in focus. That's what everybody wants to see, Kevin. Joey's shot yeah. looks great. Yeah, Joey's shot looks the, great. Yeah. I switched my desk. I moved it around. So now it's just in the middle of my room. I like so I get a nice. lot of my the natural light from my sliding glass door. That is nice. It looks fantastic. It's yeah. a nice diffused yeah. light. It looks really good. It's way better than the other shot where it was the light was behind you and you were just this ghostly silhouette. Uh, like but that rain. was so much better for my living space. That's but true. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. If you yeah. saw how, you know, this little room that I'm in, this little weird closet that's built into my apartment that I assume people used as storage and or for dishes back in the day when they used to throw their weird parties. Uh, I have my desk probably about party. four. I don't know, man. I don't know what they would have used this room for. It's a I dope like closet. A closet. I actually really like it. It's, it's like a proper, like, you walk in, you would have a coat hanger at some point. You put your coat yeah, hanger and your hat on it. Yeah, there's still the, the little hooks for the, uh, you know, the, the wood pole. That you can hang things off of. Yeah, there are yeah. still those hooks. And if I still had that, I'd probably hang a light off of it. But instead, I'm just hanging it off of a random shelf. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> uh, mine, my uh, desk is approximately three feet from the wall. Maybe not two feet from the wall. <laughs> and uh, it's because I have a camera sandwiched back there. But also, there's all oh sorts God. of stuff going on. It's it's a weird world we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. But those I'm... are easy problems to overcome. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's not easy to overcome, Joey? What? Bankruptcy. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a really I, sad segue. That segue in there. Uh, this story comes from GameSpot. Obviously, uh, AMC and Cinemark, the two big theater chains uh, that we're reporting on for right now, have been having a lot of financial issues, largely due to the fact that they can't open their doors yet. Uh, Wednesday morning, Variety reported that AMC is once again worried about bankruptcy. Quote, we believe we have the cash 
resources to reopen our theaters and resume our operations this summer or later, AMC wrote as part of an SEC filing before noting that the chain, quote, has never previously experienced the complete uh, secession of our operations. It also warned that due to the possibility of additional closures or lower than expected demand, quote, substantial doubt exists about our ability to continue as a going concern for a reasonable period of time. I don't know who wrote that statement, but they should be fired and you should get a PR person in that uh, that I mean, speaks a little bit more clearly. I feel like that's uh, their best way of saying like, hey, uh, even if we reopen, people might not be interested in coming to the movie theaters and we're really scared. Yeah, at which point... Without might, saying that. It <laughs> might suck. It's very true. Uh, of course, in April, AMC raised a similar alarm but managed to secure $500 million to see them through to July. I'm going to say this right now, guys. I'll throw this out there. Um, oh, sorry, there's one more note on this before I get on a rant. Man, whatever. Sinmark said similar things, but they have a plan to potentially open uh, as more of an airline where they're going to be like socially distancing people and all that stuff. But I'll say this. <laughs> if, if it's, if it's air, it, The government can only bail out one organization. Airlines... Or cinemas, which one should they bail out? Well, here's the thing: if they bail out planes and stuff, then the world keeps running as it it, it needs to. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, perhaps planes have to restructure and rebuild because we still need to travel. You know, there's going to be a need for it. So maybe they can. I haven't, I haven't left my house in in five days, and I yeah, feel but you just want right. to, <laughs> you want to so badly. You, you keep talking about wanting to go to Greece with me. It's true. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mykonos. Why are we planning this without me? Because what? Kevin and I are going to go to Mykonos. We're going to pretend like we're brothers and we're going to see Greece, Japan, and Australia are like my top three places I want to go. Oh, that's so have cool. Never, have you never been to Japan? No. Oh, it's you were supposed to take this, remember? Yeah. You should have gone yeah. before the government decided to bail out all the cinemas instead of the airlines. <laughs> 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 I'll say this, though. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Of course, everyone, we need airlines. But if they were to bail out cinemas, that means we could see Tenet next month so just throwing that out there i mean that is true i mean here's the thing i feel like in this weird situation where we have to pick between these two bailouts ultimately the movie theater would be more beneficial to our day-to-day lives we all go to movies all the time we see it all the time (laughs) but not being able to fly anywhere would be a big inconvenience every once in a while but again the Planes need to exist so, like, we'd f- figure something out. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's movie theaters don't need to exist, and if they don't get saved, they might just die forever. Oh, they'll die forever. Yeah. Or, you know what's, funny? They'll, they'll, what's up, Joe? But if they don't bail out the airline industry, then do we just all start flying private? And that seems like a better. You see what I'm experience. saying? I would love like that. those little like uh, what is the X jet? Or something like that that does like a, like a Gulf Stream, like like what The Rock takes, where he puts his elliptical machine on it too, and he works out on the plane. And the pilot's like, "This is one day is going to be this is, is going to Aaliyah all of us. We're all <laughs> no, just going to go down because this thing." Why do you have to make her an adjective or a verb like that? Because everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be so weird. I, I don't think they're going to go. I'm hoping that everything can slowly start to reopen and that the, uh, you know, once the resurgence happens in winter, maybe they can close down for a month or two if they have to and then come back. I don't yeah. want to see theaters that. I, Having said that, I don't really give a shit. I'm not clamoring to go sit in a movie theater right now. But, but uh, you have been multiple times in the last like two weeks. Mostly because it's hot and I just want to, I want AC and a giant Diet Coke and I want to watch the Nolan film. But if the Nolan film came here and, and my house miraculously got central heating and, and air conditioning then i would be pretty i'd be pretty okay i'm wearing so many shorts 
so many shorts right now. Why don't you just get an AC unit for your house? Um, it doesn't get that bad. It's okay. just, <laughs> it's just like a little bit of sweat down my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sweat rolling. No, I got a crack. lot of that going on right now. Yeah. A lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just love the movie theater experience and like specifically AMC, like I, because of, uh, A-list, A-list is what it's called, right? Yeah. 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 Or Stubbs. Uh, What was it? Stubbs or A-list? Yeah. Stubbs is the, 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 the non-rewards program. Yeah. 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 Uh, so because of A-list, like I've only been watching movies pretty much exclusively in Dolby and it's awesome. They're, they're like absurdly, I want to say they're like $22 a ticket, which Mm -hmm. is like, the cost of the A-list for a month. So if you if you go to watch one Dolby movie a month, it was like, oh, it's paying for itself. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I'll never have that experience at home just because, like, even if you've got a giant projector at your house, it's not as good as the Dolby ones with the, like, high contrast. And, like, the audio system, even if you have the Dolby audio system, it's not as good as the, like, exaggerated Dolby audio system that oh, they have with like 17 speakers or whatever. So it's just one of those things that pretty like... Good though. Dope. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, it it's is pretty, pretty good. You're pretty right. Good. Like, it can get pretty close. I just... that You know that thing that happens when we go to the movies and we all walk out together and we spend the next like hour at like a little restaurant oh, talking about how much we like the movie, what were the like pros and cons of it, like what, what made it a great movie versus what made it a mediocre movie... And, oh, of course. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I, I like the I like the theater experience too. I mean, I'm very nostalgic for it. Obviously, it's one of my favorite experiences. But I find myself doing it less and less, just because specifically in San Francisco, it's more and more of a pain in the ass to get in there. You do have there's a there's a there's a dirt factor to it. There's a homeless person factor to there it. There's a homeless to factor to it. For. And slowly but surely, specifically, like if I lived in the suburbs, it would be great. Still, I would go probably once a weekend. But it's all these little deterrents. That that keep me from 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 being like the number one thing I want to do on the weekends because that used to, that used to be it when I was like in my early twenties or and first moved up here, I loved going to the movies. It was let's go to a bar on Friday night and then a movie and then another bar. Those are that was my weekend right there, and it was like hungover and guess what popcorn great for sopping up alcohol, super good for that. Um, but yeah, as I get older, it's just more and more of an inconvenience. Um, and it's you know if you don't have something like a list, it could be very expensive. It's kind of annoying, but. But like that's the part cool of my heart's thing. gonna die if they die as well. Someone in the chat, uh, MT Mojo eighty seven was saying that like, oh well, it's fine. The big chains go away, and someone will buy it and like start a smaller theater there. And it's like, yeah, but then we lose the A list, and it's just one of those things that like me and Joester like at one point we were going to the movies and watching like three or four movies a week. Yeah, and like. That was really yeah. cool. I was really enjoying that. And it sucks. The other issue you're going to see is, you know, I mean, it's not like I don't have a lot of data to back this up. But one of my one of my worries with that, and I agree with you, I think, there, you know, you'll have all this infrastructure that people can come in and start their own little boutique theater chains. But the issue I have with that is that, you know, they tried that in, in major markets like San Francisco. We used to have a chain called Kabuki uh, that used to be run actually very well. It was like a boutique uh, place you could drink inside. They had a bar and a restaurant. Really it was really, really fun. And then slowly but surely, all those proved completely untenable. They fired all their staff and then they sold to AMC. And at one point, I shit you not, I walked up to to give someone my online ticket and there was just a scanner that was pointed down. And I looked around and I just kind of scanned my phone. I'm like, I guess I'll go in. There's yeah. no human beings here. No one works here anymore. It's just me, the homeless people, and an occasional mouse that runs by and looks at it- me and goes, I don't want to be here either. There's actually a best friend that works there. 
Because we kabuki. go to the Kabuki a lot, yeah. It, it the, the Kabuki did change when it got sold to AMC, but it stayed like in the the sense that it, like it played smaller movies that you couldn't see at other places. Even That's true. Yeah. Once it got incorporated to AMC. And who knows? Maybe we get. I know. I know, Kevin. This is a trigger subject for you, but for the rest of us, uh, you know, that, that like a different experience. Maybe we get something closer to an Alamo Draft House, where it is more like a party in the theater and everyone's drinking and having fun. But without the light, we won't have the little lights. Okay, so that, that's why I want to explain. The only reason I don't lights. like the Alamo. Well, actually, I have several reasons. One, there's a light in the middle of the two chairs that shines that is really hard to cover. I do every time. It bothers me. It's just something that like it. It draws it's your eye. That's what it draws my eye. I get it. I get two, it. The food, with the exception of the milkshakes and popcorn, is, popcorn. is not great. Not or, good. The, yeah. The last time I had the the wings there, they were good. They upped really? their wings. Yeah. They have really good salads, which is a weird thing to eat in the middle of a movie theater. A salad. But they're really good. Their yeah. Cobb salad is so good. It's, it's also good. hard just in general to eat in the dark. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, yeah. especially if you're if you're dipping anything, you're running the risk of having that. You walk out Dripping. and you've got like Jackson Pollock trail all over your shirt oh, of, of ketchup yeah, and, and ranch. A lot of times. Um, these yeah. happen a lot to me as well. So, and then, uh, but sorry, the last thing I don't like about it is just like the seats are not they're they're very very old seats and they're not comfortable in any way. Like, yeah, that's why you got to bring your own. Uh, you have to bring your own uh, duct tape and your own uh, blankets. That's what you got to do. I mean, Just you joke in. about it, but I've definitely Kevin brought does gaff bring tape. It. Yeah, I know. Kevin also has brought blankets to the movie. <laughs> well, Paul gets cold. But then you also have it when Paul is not there. I well, at like. this point, it's in my car now, and I don't know if you've ever used a blanket at a fully reclinable like movie theater seat. It's fucking I amazing. Not. I highly I recommend not. it, everyone. You get a little snuggly, especially there if they have milkshakes. And then, of course, if you spill stuff on yourself, you have that added barrier of the blanket before it hits mm. your shirt. Uh, and who cares if the blanket has some stains on it, right? You know? Yeah. No. Uh, God, why? Oh, you brought, you brought, you brought whatever you brought. No, you to that took story. it sexual, I man. Ranch. I was saying the <laughs> ranch gets on it. Uh, next news story, ladies and gentlemen, and this gives me hope for all of humanity. As you know, well, first off, uh, congrats to SpaceX for their uh, their successful launch last Saturday. Was it, Kev? That they did. Where they actually docked with the ISS. It was last Saturday when they were like, oh, we have to scrap it and move it till the next day. I, I don't remember the day, but it. Well, they did it. It was successful. They made awesome. it to space. 19 hours. It's the first, yeah, it's the first launch we've done in a long time. Uh, and let me tell you, dude, watching that. Here, here's the thing you, you learn, Kevin, when you watch actual space stuff. Not as fun as uh, Michael Bay movies. Oh, no. It's yeah. boring. <laughs> a lot of waiting. Kind of boring. Sometimes they, they, it's it, too they, windy. They, they docked in the space station. They're like, we're just waiting for the waiting for the door to open. And like an hour and a half later, they're like, okay, we finally locked the door. Uh, now we're waiting for them to turn the knob. And then like three hours later, they finally got in. And I was like, I'm done. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I'm of course being facetious. Um, but it's cool that they're doing that. And also, it's cool that the uh, the ambassador for NASA is super down to clown, as they say, Joey, because oh NASA apparently is rolling out the International Space Station's red carpet for none other than Tom Cruise, to make a movie in orbit. Now, as you know, of course, anyone who's followed Screencast, we have been in love with Tom Cruise, specifically with the fact that he is a certified part of the Stuntman's Guild. Uh, he is he learns how to do things like pilot a helicopter just so that he can add to the realism of the Mission Impossible franchise. But he, he, which he, at learns, first to, like, he learns to ahead. pilot a, a helicopter to the like stunt level. To stunt level. Not like I, I, not like I, I, just, I would be like I know how to pilot a helicopter, and then all I do I know is like I had to hover it an inch off the ground and then land it. No, he can actually like go through 
like ravines and shit and underneath high tension cables it's it, pretty cool it, that featurette they did on mission impossible the last one the doesn't matter fallout fallout yeah where it, it's like a 10 maybe clip on, on him learning all these things and they're just like yeah so for two weeks that's all he did flew helicopters like it's oh wait cool as eyes. maybe it was like months doesn't matter but fucking cool I now think, he might uh, go to space. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. You know it's not. You know it's cooler than piloting a plane or jumping, doing a halo jump, or uh, piloting a helicopter, piloting a rocket. And Tom is- Cruise is going to do it. So NASA's rolling that out. Uh, let's see, Jim uh, Brenstein, who is the ambassador for NASA, said, "Quote: I will. T- I will tell you this. NASA has been in talks with Tom Cruise and, of course, his team, and we will do everything we can to make it a successful mission, including opening up." international space station for him to film it cool that would be insane it would be insane i don't know how you make that budget tenable for a movie because it would arguably add probably a hundred million dollars to your budget to get up into space but here's crazy enough to just pay for it himself no if you i mean it's it's possible that they could they could work something out i mean he'd have to get up there with a camera crew and they'd have to i don't know i don't know how they'd make that write Wait, that into the story here's my but. question can he just befriend elon musk and somehow be like ah come on let me go in the next one well apparently elon is is it would chimed in on this one uh let's see let me read the rest of this article here uh asked about the cruise filming and the space station musk told cbs this morning actually i think that remains to be seen we are supportive and i think nasa is supportive of anything that captures the imagination of the public uh so of course typical elon musk answer where you're like what does any of that mean but you know for him i think elon's elon's the kind of guy that's like let's just do crazy stuff and inspire people and it's cool to see it's cool to see people care about space to some degree again obviously it's not the biggest topic on people's minds right now Mm. in our country or in the world um with the pandemic and uh all the protests happening but uh you know as a a person that grew up in the 80s man space was cool there was nothing cooler than space it It was like space red race cars exactly exactly so i'm I'm excited to see um I'm, ex- you know, it's a- it's cool to see. Like, if Tom Cruise can do this, who knows what he might inspire? You know, the next generation of astronauts uh, that also want to put on the cool Elon Musk space suits, the superhero suits, and get up there and just make a cool movie with their DSLRs. Man, do you think kids cool. still want to be astronauts? Like, is that still a thing? No, they want no, to be YouTube like, stars. Yeah, they want to be Twitch. No, they don't want to be YouTube stars anymore. Right. Now they want to be Twitch streamers. They're like, oh, I don't want to go through the trouble of having to review something. Let me just play Fortnite or Apex. And do this, which everyone has to do, which is always my favorite thing they do, because they're like this. Hey, Raj, okay, oh, I got that kill. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Cheddar Not in the chat. Cheddar Not in the chat, coming to the stage next. Dutch apple pie. Dutch apple pie is gonna dance for us. I feel like I spaced out for about, for a small moment there. And that I one don't too, know. That switched gears real quick. Yeah, I don't like. Is the guy playing Twitch and also running some sort of strip show? I don't know. They always sound like that. Every time anyone gives a shout out to their subscribers, they use the strip club <laughs> announcer voice. And I don't understand why they do that. And I, I get it because I guess I do the same thing whenever I shout out Mohammed Mohammed and uh, all of our patriot Al, the Predator tribesmen. Uh, but man, when Fran does it, it takes it to a level where I think I'm this night's going to cost me three hundred dollars. And I'm not going to get anything out of it because that's every strip club night I've ever been to in my life. Uh, final topic for today, and I want to open this up for discussion. Uh, HBO Max launched last week. We talked about it a little bit on Film House. 
Uh, and it's very to me, it's it's I, I'm jokingly going to say it's a confusing service, given that there's two other HBO services. Of course, one of them will be going away by the end of the year. HBO Max will be taking over as the standalone service if you want to just subscribe to that. Of course, if you have HBO, uh, I believe you can still get HBO Go, uh, which means you can stream uh, and watch on the road if you're away from your uh, your your cable provider. But I believe HBO Max is the only service that actually lets you download, which is pretty cool. Do you guys? Obviously, uh, we don't have any interest. In, oh, I don't have any interest now. But do you guys have any interest in getting HBO Max as a service? I'm thinking about it, uh, just yeah. to kind of see what it is, like what what's on it. Like it seems like there's a good amount of stuff, and obviously we're we're gonna have to get it when it uh, when what uh, when the Snyder Cut drops. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious. It's it's crazy to me to think that that's the only place you're gonna see that. That can't be. There's no way. They're I mean, gonna... that's smart, right? It's smart to a degree, I guess. You're, 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 you're. It's a pretty big bet, but man, I would love it if, like, I'd wait. Well, obviously, we're gonna have to watch it to, to review this. But mm-hmm. if I were just normal Nick Scarpino, still working IGN, I'd be like, I'm gonna wait. I'll wait till two, three months from now when I can actually rent the thing for five bucks to see what it looks like. Um, but who? I don't know. I mean, I have HBO through Comcast, so I'm, I'm not clamoring so can... to get any more of the Warner service. There is a lot of stuff on there. A lot of content. A lot of movies. Um, but one thing that is interesting is if now like HBO, what is it called? The the one that you can use to watch it that now. isn't HBO. Oh, HBO Now is going away, but HBO Now integrates with Amazon, and they've already said that HBO Max is not going to integrate with Amazon. So mm-hmm. will people not be right. able to use the Amazon viewer at all to watch? Uh, that's HBO an issue content? right now. Yeah, that's that's an issue with with a lot of how people are trying to get this, right? I don't think it's available through Roku. I don't think it's available through a lot of these services. At the moment, I'm sure they'll they'll rectify this. But you're you're spot on. Like one of the cool things that Amazon does is if you have an HBO subscription, it says this is free to you mm-hmm. if you tether them together. And so you can watch any of your HBO content through Amazon. Granted, you could also just fire up your HBO Go app um, and do that. But Amazon at least is making some level of an attempt to keep everything on one platform so you don't have to do what I do and bounce out to all of your apps on your PlayStation 4 uh, <laughs> to figure out what content's where. Granted, PlayStation 4 now doing a decent job showing you what's the highlights of all the stuff that you're you're actually using, um, which I think is pretty cool. And I think they could push that platform even further to be a really, truly like good video service device. But we'll see what the PS5 has in store for us. Um, yeah, yeah, I think no, it's no. just super confusing. Like, I don't feel like they've done a very good job of messaging of like, cool, if you have HBO... N- go this is how like it seems very like unclear of how you go about getting this if you're already a subscriber i feel like it's such a tricky thing where it's like you could be on you could have hbo through your uh cable provider or you can have this service and then it's like well i do have hbo through a cable provider does that mean that i can get it you know and i'm looking into it right now yeah, look into it because if if I mean I would potentially consider it if it were like a five dollar upgrade to my cable service right now, but I'm not going to pay fourteen ninety nine a month for an additional service that I largely would just use HBO for. Because uh, I'm looking at some of the things right here. It says you know you can't you, you see everything the service offers as well as a lot of shows and movies that you can't watch on HBO like Friends, The Big Bang Theory, and Rick and Morty. Out of all of those, uh, the only one I've been interested in, of course, granted it's just a small swath of what they offer. Would be Rick and Morty, having all already watched all seasons of Friends through when they were on Netflix. Because, man, I got my money's worth on that platform. Um, 
I don't know. See, me, the, the big draw for HBO Max is the exact reason why they're calling it HBO Max, which is HBO. Um, and if if I already have that, I just I'm not jumping to to see any of these other shows, because I think to me, largely, those would just be similar to some of the shows I'm watching right now, which is like, how do I turn my brain off at night? And who gives a shit what I'm watching? Um, let's see. Brandon over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. He has backed us at the bronze tier. And he actually threw this out as a uh, as a topic suggestion. You can keep only one HBO, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus or Prime Video. Gun to your head. Which do you choose? I put the gun to your head part in there. Kev, Wait, which one do you choose? Say them again. You can you can keep only one HBO, Netflix. Mm-hmm. We'll say HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or Prime Video. Which one do you pick and why? I feel like Netflix is the like the one I use the most right now, but I fuck around with Hulu a lot. I think I'd have to go with Netflix just because like it's good old reliable, you know. Yeah, Joe. What At about least you? For the time being. Yeah, I say the same thing. I think they have the best selection of both new original content and like his- historical for lack of a better word that I can think of right now um Hulu has like all of the current stuff but like uh, at least for me the way that my like consumption trends have changed I don't watch a ton of stuff that's currently on TV anymore usually it's like catching up on series once they're uploaded entirely like I don't watch a ton of things week to week so that's not mm-hmm. a big, as big of a pull and they don't have as big of a selection of they're growing their selection of movies, but that's not their, like, big, big focus. Um, Disney Plus, I, like, pretty much haven't watched since, like, the first month of... Since Mandalorian popped. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I didn't even finish Mandalorian. Like, there's stuff there that, like, I have gone back to, like, I guess since High School the Musical, the Musical, the series. Um, they have a lot of, like, good historical stuff. I've loved before. That's for sure. Exactly. Do they have 14 seasons of Criminal Minds? No. (laughs) So, and then Prime Video is kind of, like, the last one I ever look at for stuff. I'll be honest. With Prime Video, there was a couple shows on it that I really, really like. And and I thought about this long and hard. I'm like, would I be able to live without Bosch and Marvelous Miss Maisel? Mm. And the answer is yes. I would be able to live without both those. I love them dearly, and I think they're great shows. Um, but there's just not that much other than the Jack Ryan show in original Prime programming that I really care about. Every once in a while, they get a nice pop. They'll do an Amazon Studios movie that's cool, like um, The yeah. Big Stick or some of those other movies. But I think I could leave that. Disney Plus, Joe, I'm in the same book, boat as you are. I don't think I've fired that app up since I finished Mandalorian. And that left such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm like, I don't care about any original Disney programming until Marvel stuff starts hitting uh, later this year. I yeah, I guess I was not. I've been watching. I re- started rewatching some Marvel stuff, but I kind of stopped doing that like a month ago. Yeah, but to yeah. me, the thing about like I love all. Obviously, I love the Marvel movies, but you know those. I, you think about it, and it's like those will be available to rent and to buy when they come out on other services. Like I don't think they'll be able to be able to rent, but you can always get them on Comcast, probably on demand for five bucks. And I don't necessarily ever need to go back and watch a Marvel movie. Every once in a while, you catch one on TV. You're like, I'll watch this for fifteen minutes, um, but. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't need to do that. But I think, yeah, I think I'd, I would say HBO if I had to keep one. HBO is the interesting the one. Programming. Yeah. Uh-oh, we Uh-oh. lost Joe. She's Every gone. show it happens. With Joey? Yeah, she'll she'll pop back in in a second. Okay. There it is. There it is. Every time. I don't understand how this happens. Maybe the uh, Discord trolls don't like you. You just hate me. Really. <laughs> I can't see your video, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, your video doesn't come in. Let's see. There it is. 
Oh, oh there we go. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine. Every once in a while, uh, D has uh, her her yearly feud with HBO, and we don't have it. And I hate not having it. To me, I th- I just love. I just like they're having the access to their original programming and they, you know, it's one of the only services that gets those newer movies out when they, when they come out. So that to me is pretty important. Um, granted, I only use, you know, I'll watch the, you can watch all the new movies on HBO per month in about half a weekend. So you're like, you're stuck with three other weeks of like, okay, how many times do I want to watch what men want before I just got to <laughs> give it to Taraji P man? She's the shit. And God, then let's move on. The fact that you watched yeah. that movie more than once is so scary. Twice. It's a key. It's a funny movie. <laughs> right. It's a funny yeah. movie. It's better than the Mel Gibson cut. I'll tell you that. That's a hot take right there. All right, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Mel Gibson one's bad though. <laughs> well, exactly, Kevin. That's like it's a safe bet for me there. I said that knowing fully well that I was uh, have full confidence in that. You know what else we have full confidence in, ladies and gentlemen? Me undies. They've got a lot of copy here that I'll I'll read in one second because it's always hilarious and always fun and always full of coziness and snuggleness and all that stuff. But here's the real talk. We're a me undies household. Kevin wears me undies. Tim wears me undies. Greg wears me undies. Uh, everyone loves me undies. Tim, lo- if if they made suits that Tim could wear to a wedding, Tim would wear a me undies suit because uh, this, these things are soft. And he just had. We have the fullest confidence in me undies. Uh, like I said, we we are we like we, we trust one brand to wrap around our soft parts, and that's me undies. Ah, summertime dreaming. These are the days when visions of sunshine and surf dance through our heads, probably more than ever, as we collectively mold into our couches. But we got to keep the dream alive. MeUndies is committed to the case, the cause uh, by keeping you in a cons- constant stream of uninterrupted, dream-inducing undie comfort. Man, that sounds good. How do you reach this <laughs> uninterrupted state of comfort, you ask? With a membership from MeUndies. And man, it is handy. Imagine this. Every month, the softest, coziest undies magically appear at your door as your undie collection grows. Your laundry time uh, lessons and adults get that adulting gets that much easier plus a membership comes with site-wide savings uh, early access and free shipping oh and zero reasons to ever leave your house just grab those new undies off the porch and get right on the back uh, right on back to that summertime uh, dreaming. Uh, me undies are made from micromodal and irresistible, uh, irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether region in a cloud of comfort. It's magically made from trees and uh, and reason to give them a wait. It's magically made from trees. Another reason to give them a hug. Uh, me undies are often in are offered in a range of sizes from XL to four, excuse me, extra small to four XL. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. You got to give this super softness a try, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Here, here's how you take advantage of your 15% off. Uh, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. You go to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. Again, to get your 15% off your first order, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, uh, go to meundies.com slash morning. All right, everyone. Now to the part of the show that I really, I thoroughly wait, enjoy. Wait, real, real quick, real quick. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I actually do have HBO Max. Do you really? <laughs> through, well, like the family member's account that oh, was cool. activated. So I just went and like logged in, and it has um, it looks basic, looks very much like Disney Plus, very much yeah. like Netflix. Yeah. But one thing I really like is they have a just added and last chance section similar to like Ooh. HBO Go. And cool. one of my favorite things is to click in last chance and see these movies that are about to go away. Like there's, there's nothing that makes you want to watch a movie more than not being right? able to watch it. Week. Exactly. I'm a sucker for that kind of marketing yeah. for sure. Oh, they have Shutter Island. I always wanted to watch that. Oh, you've never seen that? that? That's no. an interesting one. 
Yeah. Kevin, you should watch Shutter Island so we can talk about it next week. Okay. You should. <laughs> that'll be the big that'll be the Patreon topic everyone watch. <laughs> what do you that think about Shutter Island? Cortezzi movie and let's, let's let's talk about it. Um it scare. Uh it's one of his lesser known movies, let's put it that way. It wasn't But it's good. It, kind of came and went. it is good. And it's uh what is it? That's one of the Leo and uh Leo, right? Yeah. In the in, in the period piece. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh guys, it's the section of the show I like to call what you been watching? Hey Joe, what you watching? Hey, I've been watching three things. Give it to first me. thing. First thing. First thing I want to pitch to Nick, yes. not because I necessarily think you're gonna like it, but I feel like it hits a Nick category of movies. The Nick level. <laughs> yes, of the bad bad movie. I watched you the mean wrong good, bad movie. Are you talking about good, in the middle? Because it's no, good, the last good one. bad good, and then bad bad. I guess it's good, bad. Okay. I guess it's good, bad. I watched The Last Missy on Netflix, which is the David Spade movie. Oh, why would you do this, Joe? That movie (laughs) Because Gia and I were having, Tim was doing something, I don't remember what. Gia and I had a lovely afternoon where we watched The Bad, or The Wrong Missy, and we watched Lovebirds with um, Issa Rae and Oh, I watched that too. I thought, I really liked it. I thought thought it was was, fun. So here's the thing about Lovebirds. It is just this shy of good if it had anyone else in it if it wasn't Issa Rae and uh and uh, Kumail Nanjiani it would be an abomination it would be terrible totally. they were really it's, fun it's definitely one of those we have just enough money to pay these two actors to be in this and yeah. nothing else so let's make sure we like the entire movie with China Balls and uh let's let's just thread this one through the needle and it and the humor for me ended up working more often than not because of the strength of the two actors the two leads yeah. Um, and the obviously it's a silly it's a silly movie to begin with, but it's like the visuals are almost almost like bad Netflix original movie territory that we're in. Um, like that uh, Jennifer Aniston Adam Sandler one. Oh, that was terrible! Murder it was mystery. Not terrible. Yeah. That was so much better than terrible. you pretend it was. I hate how God. much. You hate I agree. It. I'm with Kevin. Like it, it's cheesy and like but not was, great, but I'm not mad that I watched it. Like but it like, wasn't so like Adam Sandler acting like like the cobbler or whatever that one movie was called or fucking. Why do you, you always bring up the cobbler? Why do you hate the cobbler? Because it's a terrible you, movie. It, that's Adam Sandler at the worst acting. Um, I will say it, it's one of those movies that 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 was one of those <laughs> movies where you're like Adam Sandler is barely trying in this, and Jennifer Aniston just needed something to get out get her out of the house. Whereas, but they have um, some chemistry. They were okay. The movie was I okay. Think they're fun. I think this one, Lovebirds, is what it's called, right? The other one, yes. Uh, w- way more fun. It's it's enjoyable, and it also does the thing that I think most Netflix budget movies should do: be short. It was only like oh. ninety minutes. In and, and that's out. that's what I would say also about the Wrong Missy. So the Wrong Missy, it it it's better than the trailer makes it seem. Um, and it actually has like a little bit more heart than you would expect from this kind of movie. But the thing that I thought was fun about it is that you can tell that with Lauren Lapkus, who's the main girl who I love, um, you can just tell that she had fun making this of like, you can go batshit crazy in this movie. And that's the kind of energy we want. And like, because you can tell that like, she's having fun in this role i think that it makes it way more enjoyable it doesn't seem okay. as cringy the thing I, the thing that always kills me though is that david spade has i mean i love david spade i'll always yeah. love david spade from 80s and 90s being on snl and of course one of my favorite movies of all time tommy boy uh and his relationship to chris farley i think their dynamic was phenomenal it's just recently he's definitely 
doing a lot of those kind of shoddy Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know if I want that experience in my life right now. Uh, but maybe I'll give it a shot. It I did watch the trailer. Late night thing. Yeah. The, I mean, the biggest suspension of disbelief is like the fact that he's pulling any of these girls, any which are girls. so much younger and so Wait, much sorry, better. What, what is the... The premise of it is that he meets a girl named Missy mm-hmm. uh, and then goes, screw it. I'm going to invite her to this like weekend away with me, I think, in Hawaii for their friend's wedding. But yeah, it's like a business thing or a work thing. Work thing. That's a work trip, right? Uh, but he ends up texting the wrong Missy and then the wrong Missy shows up on the plane. And it's, and it's this like, like psycho crazy, crazy girl. girl. Oh. Which just to me sounds like a, a relationship <laughs> that I never want to step back into in my life. It does suck. It does suck. Um, and then he ends up killing her, just killing her, just throwing her off a rooftop. Is that how that ends? That might have been a post credit scene that I didn't watch. <laughs> Joe, here's what we're, we're going to start doing, ladies and gentlemen, because no uh-huh. one's asked and no one's ever wanted this, but I'm surprised we haven't done it anyway because we're kind of funny and we do a lot of things here. <laughs> that greg miller wants to do that doesn't make any sense and that we keep going for way longer than we need to i'm going to start a list now of movies that we all see and rank on the nick scale so starting off with nick that's really smart i'm proud of you right now i I like you know know what we're going to do we're going to actually put this on the website so eventually when i get around to making the url refer to uh what what we think kind of funny.com slash scarpino scale or something like that yeah nick list What's that? Nicholas. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. the Nicholas. So uh, here's here's. Could we also then do nominations? Like, could we yeah. be like, hey, I watched, I don't know, you uh, underwater. Everyone should watch it so we can put it on this list. I'm gonna okay. give it a vote. I like of, that. Yeah, or something. I don't know. I like Did that. you guys all watch underwater? No. No. I really. If you want tell to me that I need to watch underwater, I get my new TV this weekend, and Dude. I'm sure it's gonna look oh, great. All kidding TV? aside, I and you know, I like to, you know, I like to talk shit about Kristen Stewart. This uh-huh. movie is really fun and really cool and really it's like for nothing else just watch it for the production design of like the suits and the underwater environments and it's like it's got the guy in it that uh frick i forget his name i think it's vincent uh casillas or what's his name the guy who played the fox in oceans 12 who was like the breakdancing thief oh yeah yeah yeah, like uh, night fox yeah the night fox so he's (laughs) he plays like the captain of the ship and then Kristen stewart of course is the lead with a couple other people it's a i i was Thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. It it's is been on classic. my list for three weeks now. Please watch it. We'll talk about it next week. Then um, we make the list. And I will watch the, the wrong Missy tonight, and then Joey next <laughs> week. We will. We'll talk about. We'll we'll figure out how to rank this scale. Uh, this on our scale. What do we? Ju- oh, the Lovebirds. Lovebirds. Well, I, I will say Lovebirds. Yeah. Um, well, we can, we, what we can do is we, for if if there's two of us that have watched it, you guys can talk amongst yourself and figure out if it's good, bad. Because I trust both of you Got it. on the scale, and then I'll watch it again. And then if I disagree, I'll change it on the website. No one over. No. <laughs> I would say love, love birds, Joey. Would we put that in the good, bad category? I think it's good, good. I don't think it's good, good. I think it's. See, that's why we need Kevin. This is why we need Kevin as the tiebreaker. Kevin, you we have to watch at least Love three Birds. of us. Because here's know. my here's my here's my reason why it's not good, good, good. I just don't think it did what it needed to do. I don't think it had the production values or the the. I guess direction to be fair, most Netflix movies good, aren't good. Good. What's that? I to be fair, most Netflix movies I guess aren't good. Good. Well, also most rom coms aren't good. Good, right? Like there's a select few movies that I would put in that category of Netflix originals that I would actually say are like good, good movies. 
Um, but again, my favorite category is the good bad category. Those that's the category when you look when I feel like at the end of the year when we get to the the final rankings, you're going to see the majority of movies falling into that category. That's true. All right, so we'll have to watch that. I have to watch the wrong Missy, and then you guys have to watch Underwater, and we'll rank. We'll, okay. we'll try to rank those later. If uh, I'm hosting next week, if Tim hosts, then we'll just pretend like this. And we just time. hijack the show. <laughs> we can. I'll pop in just to see what's going on with that. Uh, Kevin, your homework is Lovebirds and Underwater. Yeah. And then both of which are, I think, Underwater. You might have to rent. Underwater, do, I have to rent on Vudu, which we should just, yeah, just bought rent, on. Rent Vudu. that on Vudu. You know yeah, because yeah. uh, at this point, but it's you know honestly, it's worth giving them the money because I thought this movie was good, and that director William Eubank is now one of my favorite like indie here's directors. the thing it's six dollars versus 15 so if me and joey are both watching it they're still making yeah. more money if we buy it exactly there you, you go it? go for it all right give it a buy uh things that i have been watching wait joey did you finish your list of stuff you've been watching oh the last thing i watched was blind spotting finally it's really oh. fucking good okay it's, if you're looking for different things to watch if you're especially in this current climate to support um black stories being told i think this is really good if you haven't if you don't know what the like really well i'm not even gonna tell you the really early pitch you should go watch it it's david diggs it's rafael casal who are both like bay area born and bred um and janina right and janina yeah it's really uh uh who's the guy that's in um empire records ethan, ethan Emery. Emery. yeah he's in it too it's really fucking good you should go watch mm -hmm. it Recently, ladies and gentlemen, I have been watching the two-part documentary series Lance on ESPN. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I sure wish I hadn't. I'll tell you what. Coming <laughs> off of the last Lance, there's three documentaries on on Thirty for Thirty that they're doing on ESPN in the next three weeks, or rather, wrapping up next week. That I'm very interested in. One, of course, was the Last Dance, which, if you haven't watched, is my all-time favorite documentary series ever made it actually manages to beat the series they did with people or with the oj simpson trial which was phenomenal as well but man this is a great show uh so i was like oh cool i want more of that start watching lance tell you what lance armstrong is a psychopath that guy has zero remorse for anything that he did and he refuses to admit that he's wrong and even when he says things that are irrefutable facts it sounds like he's like it pains him to get the words out of his mouth to admit that he did anything wrong. So you're basically watching four hours of this sociopath struggle through trying to trying to convince himself that he's still relevant and that he did nothing wrong and he only had to do the things that he had to do. It's it's cool to see if you're interested in that story and it's mm -hmm. obviously a well-made documentary, but just based on the fact that Lance Armstrong comes across so unlikable, it was difficult for me to watch. Are you guys interested in it at all? I am. I, yeah. Same. I, I think it's really fascinating because he like created a giant movement with uh, Livestrong. With Livestrong, right? I mean, like, Livest everyone was wearing those bands, and then afterwards, everyone made their own bands. So mm -hmm. I could see why he wants to like commit to like, no, hey, my story's about beating cancer, not about taking steroids. Well, that's the problem, right? Is that when you watch this, he doesn't really come off that way there's no angle he takes like what i was hoping to see obviously as a what i would assume as a fairly well-adjusted human being is i was hoping that he'd be like listen i did what everyone was doing back then was it right no but everyone was doing it and it's what you had to do if you wanted to compete in the sport and i'm not saying it's right and i do think i've mistreated people and to them i apologize but i will not apologize for having to use epo 
to compete in a sport where literally everyone that was on the Tour de France that year was probably using it. That to me is interesting. He did not say that, any of that. He kind mm. of skates around that issue for four hours and then basically is like, I don't really do anything wrong. But you have to remember, he like destroyed people's lives on the way to protecting himself, namely like some journalists and some of his other fellow writers. I did not know that. It's like he was vicious, vicious in protecting this lie for like 10 years and then finally admitted it. And after that, but he left a, a, a series of people in his wake who were like, fuck that guy. I will. I don't care if he apologizes. I will never talk to him again. That's one part of the story. The other part of the story that is fascinating that I think they could have done that I wish would have humanized him more. But again, he comes off sort of like a, this, this, like a lot of those higher level performers do like a Steve Jobs or like even I dare I say Michael Jordan, this sort of like has zero empathy level, high level performer who just doesn't give a shit about anything but winning. He comes off like that. But then you see these tender moments with him when he's with these kids who are suffering from cancer. And you're like, that can't be fake. Like, there's no way he put that much effort into something because he was trying to cover up the fact that he was this lying piece of shit. So I do think that there is that aspect of it where I do think that it is fascinating to have a guy do so much good on one side, but then also like do so much bad to protect his own ass on the other side. Um, I just wish Lance had been a little bit more understanding of what he had done and apologetic because I think guys like him can move forward and help the sport, right? You can say, hey, I have all this experience doing the wrong thing. Maybe I can help lead the right way. Um, I can help lead the anti-doping initiative. Maybe I could take a role with USADA um, and help the future generations understand that that using EPO, while granted, admittedly sounds fucking awesome and fun and potentially may have cured his cancer, uh, is not the right way. Wait, what? You know. They talk about, he taught, they asked him a little bit. They were like, do you think, because he had cancer, right? right to cancer, the part of his life. And they asked him, do you think that taking human growth hormone exasper exasperated your cancer? And he goes, I don't know. No one's ever done a study on that. But it's possible that the testosterone, the cortisone, the all the HGH and everything that I took leading up to my cancer had it, had helped grow the cancer. But then afterward, he immediately started doing EPO again and has been cancer-free for the rest of his entire life. So I'm like, I wonder if EPO – Helped Stops him cancer <laughs> because it. Well, I don't know if you know anything about EPO, but it basically is it, it 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 like massively increases your red blood cells, which massively increases your immune system and like your ability to uh, recover. Basically, so a lot of Joe, a lot of these performance enhancing drugs, they don't do what the average person thinks, which is that you hit yourself up and then all of a sudden your muscles get big and you can cycle more. What they do is they help you with recovery. So when you're when you can't walk because you've had such an intense workout. Whereas a normal human being would have to take a week off, Lance Armstrong can take EPO and then immediately come back the next day and be like, I'm fucking supercharged. And then your endurance goes up from there. Like it's fucking beans. insane. But that's why I want to go on it. So if we're all in on this, let's God go. Dang. We'll do a quick <laughs> regimen of HGH and then go straight to EPO. How's that? What does EPO do to your testicles? EPO is fine, actually. I don't think. I think let's it's the HGH EPO, that gave you testicular cancer. Yeah, sure. If you have cancer already, I don't know. Maybe if you don't have cancer, the studies aren't there. Bad. The science isn't there yet. <laughs> really, Kevin, what I want to know is how do what do I need to take to grow my hair out and give me two more inches in the height? If we can figure that one out, ladies and gentlemen, well, you I'll got four hymns for your hair, but now we the just got to get four hymns. Four slash morning. Uh, <laughs> morning. Show. Uh, the other thing I've been watching uh, that I've been watching religiously is I'm making my way through that '70s show, uh, and it's getting weird. It mm -hmm. gets weird toward yeah. the end there. It does. There's always a moment in every high school sitcom where they graduate. And that's always the turning point to me where I'm like, this show yeah. should have ended here. This is not 
we're getting into ep- I'm in series uh, 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 the sixth series or the sixth season rather of the series. And it's getting weird. Kelso may or may not have a kid with uh, the girl from uh, American Pie. Spoilers. I don't know how I feel about it, guys. But for me, this series hits very much in the good-bad category of the series. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Remember the girl who was like, Uh, you fucked the pie in front of me? And Jason Biggs was like, here goes my career. Here's my career. It's gone. That's not how that happened (laughs) at all. That's how it happened. No, she was masturbating in his room and he like was creeping on her. And then he was like, I'm going to go put my pee-pee in a pie. Well, I'm going to talk about a lot of things I've never watched. (laughs) I've been watching some stuff, too. I watched uh, Space Force. Oh, what did you think of that? Uh, I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. It felt like the, I mean, it's a sitcom. So a lot of people, I feel like, are coming at it being like, oh, it's The Office again. It's not. It's not. It doesn't, it's not in the style of The Office um it the comedy's different but very good in my opinion uh it's a little bit slower as a show but it's a lot of fun throughout the whole season uh i don't like the way the season ended just because it's so like oh it's a cliffhanger there's there's gonna be another season next year and it's just like ah can you just give me like a little ending but yeah the the show itself uh is really really good um funny yeah well I, i thought it was really funny there were several points where like they're referencing old jokes, making stupid comments and jokes, and like characters that are terrible and funny to laugh at. Um, Steve, was Steve Carell, right? Carell, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal. Some he's really, I feel like, come a long way as an actor from like just being, you know, uh, Michael. The guy from and, the office. Yeah. Um, there is one thing <clears throat> that's a little bit weird. He does like the Foxtrot voice. You guys remember that movie? I think it's called Foxtrot. It's a movie From, about wrestling. He was like a oh, wrestling Fox, coach. Uh, Fox Hunter. Hunter no, uh, Fox, Fox yeah. Killer. Like that. So, whatever. The one where he played the weird DuPont. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he kind of talks like this the whole time, and it's like, well, why yeah. are you talking that way? He does that, Fox but I, catcher, I thank you, thank you in the chat. Uh, Fox Catcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple um, is Fox Catcher. So the, the the voice is weird, but uh, I feel like it, you kind of get used to it, and it fits the character more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was fun. There are a couple little storylines where like they they took like the family aspect and kept running with that. Where it's like I kind of wish they didn't because I like the space so much more. But um, I I really recommended it, and I think that uh, wait, it's, I, I believe there are ten episodes, okay. and they're like forty minutes each. It's a good way to spend okay. binge okay. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, caught, I saw D watching yesterday that I was like, oh, that looks like a really cool movie. And she watched it for five minutes and was like, do not watch this film. It's a movie called Lucy in the Sky. Oh, yeah. I just Kelly. saw that it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she she was like, I can't tell you how bad that movie is. <laughs> really? And it's really? Weird because That's it's what Natalie Portman. we're trying to see. Yeah. It's Natalie Portman and John Hamm. And it's, it's, it's based on that story of the female astronaut that drove across country in a diaper to like mm-hmm. kill him and her his lover or whatever it was i assume the main character is that wears the diaper eventually is natalie portman but yeah. i watched about two seconds of this movie and the director um for whatever reason decided to change the aspect ratio basically from every shot to shot so the as i was like oh this is weird why are you watching it in standard def because it was in four three and then the next scene the four three border just slowly turned into like a ultra wide panda vision 
like border where it was like not even two for one, whatever, whatever's more wide than that. Yeah. And then that slowly opened up to 16 to nine. And I was like, that is very distracting. I don't know why. That's like, as a visual like experience. View, why would you use that as a device to tell your story? But I am I not a Hollywood like, director. I'm a schmo on the internet. I do feel like that would look really cool on my TV. So I might want to just <laughs> it so, But it's not subtle. It definitely makes you want to know that, hey, you're switching aspect ratios and it's very slow. It's like probably a 30 frame transition in between all of them, which is a lot. But give it a shot if you like. But I think that's going to go squarely into my bad, bad category based on the five seconds that I watched on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the last thing I wanted to recommend for everyone, I haven't finished it yet, but I watched the first like 20 minutes of Jesus Trejo's Stay at Home Son comedy special on Showtime. Jesus is a guy that he's an up and coming com- comic. He's been around the scene for a while, but he's now starting to break. I saw him down at the Ice House with uh, Tim Geddes when we went down there. We were, de- we were kicking around there, I think, to do some of those Disney commercials. And we went to the Ice House to see a show and he blew me away. So I can't recommend his comedy enough. I think he's freaking hilarious. And if you're a fan of Joe Rogan. Uh, he's on the podcast this week to pimp stay at home son as well. Very, very funny guy. Check it out over on Showtime. And of course, if you guys are uh, keeping up with us on in review, your homework this week is the to finish Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring extended cut. I did last night and fuck. <laughs> there's no way that's not going number one. You know what I mean? Ooh. Come on. Son. You think it stays number one though? Bro, two, three words. You shall not pass. Four oh words. My God, Four it's words. So good. You shall not pass. Yeah, but Return of the King is fucking great too. Remember yeah, when, I, when when he's like when she when he goes squad back? That's gonna be cool. No future spoilers. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Kevin Costner for making Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves, which I tried to watch twice yesterday and was like both times I'm like, nope, don't ever need to watch this movie again. And why did they make both Christian Slater and uh, like uh, and what's his name do the English accents? And why do they only do it for half the film? Who the hell knows? It's very. <laughs> Weird. Your lack of commitment is so like. Why would you try to watch it a second time if you were like, no? You know, it did, it did the thing where I started. I started watching it a little bit while I was eating dinner, mm. and it was on BBC America. And I'm like, oh, cool, it's on BBC. And I'm like, okay, Kevin Costner, it's so cute. He's trying to do this English accent, and he stops, and he starts, whatever. Then I go away and I watch Lord of the Rings for another hour because I finished the last hour of it. I come back, it started again, and I'm like, oh, it just started. That that's the TV's way of saying, guess what? We've decided what you're going to watch for the rest of the night. And I watched the first 20 minutes. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this movie. <laughs> the only great, the only good part of that movie is two good parts of that movie. One, uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is fucking phenomenal, and I had a huge crush on her back in the day. Ever since the Abyss, she's a, she's amazing. Uh, and two, freaking Alan Rickman is awesome as as a chef. Yeah, so but other than that, it's a you know, it's a movie. They made a movie. Speaking of making movies, Nick Way, uh, we asked two weeks ago what you all thought of the up-and-coming release on the Snyder Cut. And a lot of you who went over to Patreon.com slash kind of funny. In fact, that's at the fan mail tier, excuse me, at the bronze tier, uh, have responded. Just like Mitch Krasen said, the Justice League is a cool experiment. I don't think it would be a great start seeing tons of movies start going uh, going for this treatment. But I can't think of another movie that has gotten a remake treatment like this. Kind of cool. Instead of the Snyder Cut, HBO should just give the Russo brothers $300 million to recut the whole DCEU and put that on HBO Max, says Brock uh, Ripion. Rip- that Ripion? would be uh, really, really cool. It says they'll bring in new subscribers by swarms for sure. That's 100%. That would true. be wild. Just give them $300 million, but like, listen, you have this footage. You can reshoot whatever you want, but start with Man of Steel and make these movies work. That would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and let's see. This one's a longer one. But I will I'll read it anyway. This comes from Grant Burton says, I'm okay with the Snyder Cut and all, but I think we can all agree that what the world really needs is a cat, cat's butthole cut. 
That's what he said. Oh, right. Um, People really wanted really that. Though. Yeah. Then he said, really, though. Uh, so the movie Cats, Joey has a bunch of cats, right? In no, it. no, no. I but understand the concept. I don't know why anybody who wants that cut. People like looking at buttholes. I but love cat buttholes? They're, they're hilarious. You blow yeah, them but they're like, not like, they're cat human buttholes. Yeah, but you can't blow in a movie. He Did says, really, though, I don't have any issues with Zach getting uh, getting to try again and make that movie the way he really wanted. I just think the money uh, may be better spent making some new high-budget DC content for HBO Max instead. I agree. Uh, DC has found a lot of success with their TV series, especially CW ones. And I think uh, some well-produced HBO-level DC shows could be just like how Marvel uh, with their Disney Plus shows coming soon, uh, says Matt Bowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't that wasn't Grant Burton. That was Matt Bowers. Um I agree. I think if you took that money, if you took $30 million and gave it to a strong production team and said, make a, make a show like Watchmen, I would, mm. and that's based in the DC world, I would 100% be in on that. I'd be way more excited about that than I am about seeing this abomination. Yeah, but I feel like you can't make someone make a show like Watchmen. Like, they have to love Watchmen and be that's like, true. I need to finish this story. God, Watchmen is so good. So good. Uh, and finally, Grant Burton did say, while I'm interested in seeing the Snyder Cut, mostly out of sheer curiosity, I think it's a bad idea. The precedent it sets could mean any film that undergoes behind-the-scenes changes or that simply isn't very good could get similar movements around it. It has the potential of starting very vocal and toxic fan communities and studios and filmmakers could be put in tough situations. Maybe that's a harsh, cynical view, though. Uh, on a more personal level, as someone who lives in the UK, which isn't getting HBO Max right now, I'm more curious as to how the film will be released outside of the US. It will probably end up on Sky, but uh, a cinematic release is possible, too. Either way, I can uh, see non-U.S. fans potentially having to pay a lot of money to see it or having to use VPN uh, and uh, internet trickery. If this happens, it will be quite annoying, says Grant Burton. And I agree. Um, but I'd rather pay five bucks for it and watch it and then not have to ever think about HBO Max again. Until I don't know, better. man. It seems like it's got a lot of cool stuff on here. I'm very excited to play around with it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's your episode of Screencast. Remember, if you uh, if anything we said here was wrong, please put that in the comments below, and Kevin will dutifully go through and put a little smiley face by it or a little frowny face by it if he thinks you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> also, Spoilers, got... Kevin's going to put only frowny faces on it. Uh, no, uh, I like to call them dum-dums. Uh, do we have a topic for next week? Uh, we do have a topic for next week. I was going to actually make that topic HBO Max. You getting it? If so, why uh, be specific? Um, <laughs> also, if you want to nominate things for the Nick list, maybe you should start submitting those too. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Should we do that instead? What do you think, Joe? I do. Uh, let's, let's I make either of those topics. Well, How about this? HBO Max. Well, what do you think, Kev? Well, actually, if we do a nomination, we can do a nom. I say we do like nominations once a month, and then we pick a couple from it and make mm -hmm. that our goal to watch. That's a good call. Okay. Yeah, let's do. It. Let's do it next. Let's start next week, actually, guys. F fuck HBO Max. Don't worry about HBO Max. Give me some of your nominations for the Nick list. Movies we haven't talked about. Movies you love. Um, or movies you think might make it into the good, good category on my list. Uh, go over to patreoncom funny Back as the five dollar or above tier. And you guys can submit ideas for us to watch movies, and you can watch along with us and tell us if we're crazy. Uh, of course, our homework for next week is The Wrong Missy, Lovebirds, and Underwater. Those are the first three movies we're going to be ranking on the Nick list, uh, and we'll see where those hit. I can't wait for you guys to watch Underwater, because honestly, right now in my brain, it's on the cusp of good, good, and good, bad. But I think like, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. I've been waiting. I'm going to be bringing nominations for the Nick list next week, too. I'm going to say one. this, too. Right this now. might be the only movie that Kristen Stewart makes on my list. That's good, good. What were you say? What did you say, Joe? American Ultra is fucking phenomenal. Um, I'm gonna bring nominations for this list too. All next right. Week. 
Perfect, everyone. Uh, next week, we'll look into the Nick list as one of our topics and whatever other movie news pops up. Joey, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, thank you guys so much for joining me. I've been your host, Nick Scarpino. If you're listening to this on podcast services, good for you. Hey, how does this sound? Oh, yeah. No, um, stop. Why? Yeah, I got you going in your car right there. Watch out. There's cops everywhere. Be safe out there, everyone. Uh, until next week, we'll see you on the internet.